Oh, it's my first episode. This feels good. Hi, hello. Uh, okay, let me get on with it. So, there aren't many people who can say that Drake has referenced one of their comedy sketches, but this week's guest just happens to be one of them. Between getting us all shouting at Julie to bring us a couple of cans, to gracing our screens with the latest show or his Netflix specials, he has had a huge impact on the comedy scene and he did it all from the capital. Welcome to This City, the podcast that reveals the stories, hidden gems and certified spots tried and tested by some of London's most recognisable names. Whether they were born and bred in the capital or have made it their second home, London holds a key piece to their heart. And to kick things off, my very first guest is the brilliant Mo, the comedian, Gilligan. Mo Gilligan. Yes. Mo the comedian. That's what they're saying on the streets. That's what the the streets, the streets are saying a lot for you right now. Um, Welcome to my podcast. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate that. Thanks for, you know, you're always a warm, like, cool person. You know what I mean? Very welcoming. So I was like, yeah, of course, man. I'll do the podcast. Not a problem, man. That was all a ploy for this moment to happen. Yeah, yeah, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really a terrible person, but I got him in, guys. Um, So yeah, it's called This City. It is all about people's relationship with this glorious city we call London. Yes. Um, The last time I saw you was in Hackney. Yeah, the Top Boy. The, the Top, top Boy, boy premiere. Yeah, 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 and yeah. can we talk about how weird that night was? It was a weird night because it was in this like, is that like a picture house? Yeah, just like a standard cinema. Yeah, can I always find it weird because it's like, it's a picture house, predominantly they have like kind of like smaller films. So I remember I, I, I kind of got there and I turned around the corner and there's like paparazzi, there's people outside. So I've tried to like walk in through the side. There's a couple of kids, yo, hey man, like more. Hey, hey, is Drake in there? Hey. I'm like, what, Drake's even here? What's what's going on? Like, but it was good. I liked it because it felt a little bit like that's what you want from like what Top Boy represents. Yeah. It? It's gotta be like for the community and the people and stuff in it. This is part of your life now, getting invited to yeah, premieres, yeah, hosting yeah, events. Course. Um things have changed quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Since your uh, since your early days, like starting mm-hmm. your starting your comedy. I mean, I want us to go just a little bit back to yeah, back yeah, to your course. roots, Mo. Yeah. What what ends do you at? Where are you from in London? So I grew up in Camberwell. When people think of Camberwell, they normally think Campbell Green of like where the McDonald's is, for example. Mm-hmm. I grew up a little bit further, like near Denmark Hill, which is really close to East Dulwich. So that kind of little area is where I pretty much grew up. And I was there since I was born from when I was like 15. And when I was 15, I moved to Peckham. So from 15 until I was 30. And I didn't move out like last year when I was 30. So I grew up like in that kind of area. But like my dad was from Brixton, for example. Like I had some cousins in like Sydenham. So the whole area, area in southeast london everywhere so close to each other which was weird because when i started going like college you start going outside and you're like wow oh, this is far where like north london where did you go to college so i went to college i went to merton college which is all the way in morden yes i know merton college yeah. the 163 bus yeah yeah yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah 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 so for me it was like weirdly enough i kind of chose to leave sixth form because I went to school and that's what I mean, I went to Pimlico Secondary School. So that was very far from where I used to live. My mum was very much on this whole, like, I went to go to school, but I went to like kind of go somewhere else and not just be around and study like where your friends are going and stuff. I went to go somewhere else that is a, you know, different place and see, you know, parts of London, but also like you're mixed with different kids from different areas, not just your friends. So yeah, like in terms of like growing up within London, I felt like, one in South East London, you gotta grow up quite fast anyway. 
Like, you know, you live in you live in Campbell, you get associated, oh, you're a Peckham boy. And you're like, my dad lives in Brixton, innit? So this is already a problem, innit? So your parents, what, what are their roots? Like, what is your family's, like, so, kind of makeup? So my mum is born in Wales. She moved to London when, uh, I think, when I was born. And then my dad, my dad's from St. Lucia. So my dad's a Rastafarian. So my dad studied here. He went to university here and stuff. Um... So yeah, he's like a proper like Rastafarian, like with the long dreads and He's like, informed some of your characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is with comedy, like I always used to be really cool in it and be like, I ain't gonna talk about my parents, I'm not gonna talk about da 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 and I was just like, rah, like, I've I've got this like eclectic life that like like I'm all thinking like, Ram, why am I using big words like eclectic? Eclectic, like? Is, yeah, eclectic <laughs> yeah. is a great word. It just clicks really nicely, doesn't it? I don't it? use those words, but I'm using that today. Eclectic. eclectic. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just thought like there was a part of me once I kind of was in like 25, I reckon. That's why I was like, I need to start speaking about my background and who I am a little bit more. I think when you're young and you do stand up, you try and be the young, cool guy in it. I'm going to be cool. I'm going to make sure I'm laughing at people and people are laughing with me. Like, And that's the kind of mentality I had when I was quite young. I just wanted to be quite cool in stand up. But it's until you get a bit older, you can kind of be like, I can talk about this. I can talk about my upbringing and stuff. So, so yeah, in terms of that's kind of like the makeup of like my family. Most of my cousins are mainly, like, close cousins anyway, are mainly from, like, that kind of Cardiff, Barry Island area. Had a few, like, cousins and stuff within London, but we wasn't tight, tight. We link up at weddings and all that stuff. Do you know what I mean? But now they're all popping up in it. Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I bet. So yeah, obviously now, you know, you're out here, you've got your your big social media presence, you've got yeah. your TV show, you've got your Netflix mm. special, you tour loads. Have you got every, every time, especially when you're doing dates like in London, yeah. is it just every friend that you may have worked with or oh, gone yeah. to college with, are they like now popping up? Yeah, you get some old, like a few people on Facebook being popping up. Like there's some people I used to actually talk to in school and a little bit outside and I say, oh, I'll see what I can do or I'll put you on the door and I'll try. I always, I'll always try at least. When there's some people, I was like, bro, we didn't talk at school, you know, like we weren't <laughs> close. Like, like, like I might see you in a corridor and say, hey, what's up? <laughs> we weren't boys, innit? <laughs> so for you to ask me, I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to air this with my chest, man. <laughs> and why not? And what yeah. high school did you go to? So I went to Pimlico Secondary School. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that had that had like a kind of special music course to it. It was quite cool because I, I met so I mean, kids from like Wood Green and stuff that would travel all the way to this school. So already I was like, oh, right, cool. I'm meeting kids from different parts of London and stuff, you know. What kind of kid were you in, in school? I was the class clown. I'd be making everyone laugh in it. What we used to do, like, so basically we had, we had a playground, right? So everyone would be on the playground and then everyone was kind of like cussing. It's like roasting each other in it. And I'd be there roasting everyone as well in it. But I was the best at roasting people in it. That was kind of the catalyst of what started stand up a little bit. When I think of the earliest ever, like, me kind of doing some stand-up was in secondary school by the football pitch. And how was that reflected at home with your parents? Just because I think, you know, what there there are a lot of, um, I think, crossovers culturally with West African and West Indian parents. Yeah, you know, yeah, your yeah. mum is from Jamaica, yeah, your dad's yeah, from yeah. St. Lucia. Yeah. Your dad, obviously a very smart academic yeah. man, likes to study. When you're at home as a teen saying, yeah. hey, mum and dad, look, I think I want to do comedy. And <laughs> yeah. they're like, okay, great. Put the show for us in the living room. Or they were just like, nah. Weirdly enough, I think... Because my mum and dad weren't together, so I'd always go to my dad's on weekends. Okay. My dad used to run, like, marathons and stuff, like, around the world, and that was, like, his thing. So my dad would always say, like, maybe you should, like, look, you know, pursue sport, kind of maybe the sports science element or coaching or whatever. 
My mum was more like, she was like invested in what I'd done, but I think she was just more like, okay, like you're not on the roads doing nothing bad. Just do what you do. Do what you want in it. As long as it's, your, it's making you happy, then do what you want in it. As long as you're not doing nothing bad. Until I got a little bit older and then it's like, look, do what you want, but you got to pay rent in it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So she was always like massively supportive, but she was also like, you can't just be making jokes and not contributing at home. Because my mum worked in a school. She was very forward, but everyone like knew my mum like in the area. She was a bit of like, like a people's person. Still kind of is. So, yeah, I kind of get that more from my mum's side. And does your mum still work locally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's watching her in a school around the corner from where, where she lives. So, yeah, like, and everyone, like, knows my mum. And then obviously, like, because I do comedy, so, like, there's one guy, he's, like, a PE teacher. And he's, like, I remember he showed a video of me. He goes, oh, have you seen this guy? He does comedy, like, this couple cans thing. And the mum was, like, oh, yeah, that's 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 my son. He's, like, what? <laughs> no, swear down. What? What, what, Mulder Comedian? He's like, no, no, his name is Mo Gilligan, isn't it? Like, it's like, well, with my full name, I was even calling him, his name's Mosiah, isn't it? Like, <laughs> like, so, Ross, swear. Oh my God, I can't believe Like, so my mum became like weirdly popular off the back of what I've been doing. It's so cool to see like your parents. Okay, a little bit, yeah, they do kind of take advantage, but at the same time, it's like, my mum like brings a lot of her friends and stuff to my shows, isn't it? And they just like in the corner, like, you right, Mo? How's it going, man? You okay? Can, do you mind if we get a picture? And my mum's like, come on, do, do the pictures for that thing at work and rare. So, yeah, like my mum proper like enjoys the little showbiz thing I've got going on right now. Christian it? energy, why <laughs> yeah. not? Just yeah. small, small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Humble with it. Although my mum, like, I remember when, like, because you know, like when you do TV and stuff, they get you taxis, isn't it? And then my mum, like, she thought that I had been getting these taxis. So then yeah. imagine, like, my mum goes, yeah, if you can get a cab for da 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 And I'm like, well, I started, like, booking an actual cab, innit? And then I said to my mum, I was like, mum, you know, I don't book these cabs myself. Like, mum's like, oh, really? I was like, mum, the TV people book these for me, innit? Oh, oh, this is... This is and the- then she was like, so can you have a cab yeah. for something? So my mum was like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, so I guess I won't be getting any more Mercedes then going home. I was like, no, mum, like, that's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> like, what's wrong with a Prius? Like, <laughs> And they're very good for the environment as well. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the very first gig in London that you did that your parents came to or that anyone you knew came to? The first, first gig, all my friends came to it. So I had this small gig, which was in Dulwich Hamlet, which is in a small football club. Like a family friend of ours used to, he used to help run it. So he's like, if you want to do some stand up, you can like do like a five minute set. So I've gone on in the middle. It's me and this other lady. We're like the new people. And I ended up doing like 20 minutes. It went really well. And all my friends were there and stuff. And it was that kind of moment where I was like, I, I want to keep doing this. And this is what I like doing. So there's that one. And then there's another gig called The Sunday Show. So the Sunday show was run, uh, it was in Soho. They moved it, but the one I done was in Soho. In used to be Slug and Lettuce downstairs. Okay. I remember getting there and I was so nervous because I was like, right, this is real. This isn't Dudley Hamlet where my friends are. And there was like a little sofa. So you had like the cool people chin over there. You had some girls dressed up. And I was in like my early 20s and stuff. And I was just like, well, this is, this is quite daunting, man. I've got to be good because you can tell like by the crowd, they're just like... If you're not good, they're like, yeah, no, you're rubbish. Mm. But yeah, they, they're they most probably the two gigs that I've done in London that will always stick out of like doing this one show that went great. And this other one that went well, but it's just like, wow, this is a new audience. It's young. 
predominantly black audience who I was just like, right, I'm really performing to my peers right now. What is it about Soho for an artist that you think just makes it proper? Because there is something about it, isn't there? I feel like Soho is where you could be walking down the street and you'll bump into someone. There's always those tons of production companies and things happening in the area. What I find with Soho, especially when I'm there and stuff, is like you, you learn the map of that area. Some people know it, some people don't. Like, you know you're different from where Greek Street is to Dean Street. Or you'd be like, okay, cool, i got to go to Soho Theatre. Or where's the Nando's there? Because I remember telling people, like, yeah, there's a Nando's in Soho. Where? Swear down. I've never seen it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, when I was young and I'd go to the area, it'd be so daunting because I'm like, oh, this is a big area. But then it had that, like, CD pass of, like, the sex shops and stuff like that, which, as a kid, I'd walk down there and be like, Try and look just like, well, like what's that shop doing? Massage. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then now it's come. It's it's like so like it's I wouldn't even say gentrified because it's in the it's in, it's in the city as such. Um, so now it's kind of lost that kind of image of what it did have and stuff. It has lost its edge a little bit. So yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like now I'm in an age where you know, if I want to go to a bar, I want to go have a meal and stuff, or if I just want to have lunch, I know what restaurants to go to. In, within that kind of area in central London um, and then you've got like smaller shops little boutique shops and stuff and then there, there's a, it's, it's a nice little pocket of central London that it kind of has its identity and then that's the, the weird thing is you can walk like 20 minutes down the road and go to New Bond Street where it's just like raw what's this like I remember the first time I went on New Bond Street he says in his Burberry tracksuit <laughs> dear listener H to T hey look you're doing well I'm not mad <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> you know what's mad, yeah? When I done my podcast, I was with Ramel London, innit? And I said something about <laughs> Balenciaga. And she goes, Hold on, this guy, set guys. This guy has a Balenciaga bag, by the way. And I was like, Oh, right, I didn't even clock that. <laughs> Look, you, you are enjoying the fruits of your success. Nah, I'm flexing still. Yeah, for me, it's the year of the flex, innit? <laughs> sure. Look, like, like I said, I'm not mad at you in your all black. Burberry tracksuit, <laughs> which has Burberry emblazoned all down the arm and down the thigh. Just you know, it's not, it's not a humble logo. Uh, this it's, is one of my favorite tracksuits as well. You know, it's, it's, it's what yeah, yeah, about. yeah. I appreciate that still. <laughs> I, I try to. Be, it's a bit subtle, isn't it? It's not that like one of the ones. It's, it's loud, and but when you see, you're like, oh, this uh, okay, yeah. Right. <laughs> and dear listener, it's got it's got a really good font size. Like I'm, I'm going to say that's about what a size 48 font. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of my old Microsoft days. Yeah, yeah. Like, Time, I, Times New Roman still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need some recommendations for you from you now. Oh, you, you've mentioned these little boutiques, places to eat. Like, what what are your recommendations for like when you're out and about? Where do you love to eat and where do you love to shop in London? Carnaby Street's quite nice. There's a few little shops and stuff like. Stone Island, for example. Of course. Like, I like Stone. Do you know what was weird with Stone Island? Because I remember like being young and I wanted to buy it and I could never buy it. And when I did buy it, I'd have to buy it and sell, but I'd buy the only thing I could buy just to be like, I've got, I've got, I've got something. Well, just the badge. Yeah, like literally, like that's the age I was at, innit? I was like, bruv, man's gonna buy this woolly jumper, wear it in summer, innit? In a rave. You sweating? No, I'm not even sweating. What do you mean sweating? No, no, it's water droplets from the ceiling. Like, but, but then now I got to an age where I could actually be like, do you know what? I actually like that coat or I like that tracksuit. With a place like Stone Island, yes, like the, the prices are a lot more expensive, but the guys in there, a really cool man. There's one guy, he used to work in the, the King's Cross shop. So I've seen him in the shop and we always talk and stuff. And for me, I'm at an age where it's like customer service is so essential now, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I used to work in in, um, in retail. So I, I you know. 
I worked bare places. So I, I worked in Reese. I worked in Joe Malone. Joe Malone gave me that first kind of, like, not taste, but like, I'd work in there and you'd see people who look really wealthy. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. I might get a big sale. And they're talking about how much for that? Oh my gosh, that's just, and you're looking at them. You're like, big man, you come in a tuxedo, bruv. Like, <laughs> like at two o'clock on a Sunday. Like, you know, you're talking about this, that, and the prices, and it's like it's not my shop. I'm just here to sell it. And then you'd see the, the average Joe come in and be like, yeah, I've got to buy some stuff for my staff. That guy was so much more cool and more humble than like someone who was like, oh yes, yes, I've been buying it from when it started. And you're like, okay, cool. Like, are you gonna buy it or not? Because I'm not bothered about. It. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think for me, like when I I got I like play, going places like Carnaby Street. So I'm into my trainer. So Pete, places like Foot Patrol, for example. Great shot, Wardour yeah. Street. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So in terms of like a couple of times I've camped outside there for trainers. So um, you're one of those guys that would stand in line. From, I used what, to be 7 one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? When you do these campouts, the first couple of hours are bare fun. You talk to people in the queue, red tape. And it gets to like five a.m. Yeah, and the streets are silent. And you got these people walking up and down and you're like, hey, right, this is, I didn't know this stuff still happens in central London. That's when it gets a bit like, yeah, this is getting long now, man. That early stage of when I was really into sneakers and like collecting, it was, I'm talking that like people go nighttown at like 4am because they'd open up specially for like certain releases. And then you find out that like Foot Locker has got some. People would be running. Dedication. I'm so now obsessed with the idea of being served by you. Like what kind of sales system were you? And what did that teach you about London and, and, and London and class? Because you touched mm. on it a bit, but it's, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. it's really interesting to, to kind of, because I worked in a shop. I worked in shops loads before like, I got into radio. And it's quite, yeah. it's like anthropology, isn't it? Working in Joe Malone, it had predominantly more of a female customer, but it had someone who was very hugely well off and then someone who was just coming into browse and stuff. I worked in a few of the stores, but I worked in the Westfield store the first day I opened. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So the grand opening Stress. of Westfield. I didn't know this brand before I worked there. So people were coming in like, yeah, can I get da 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 da? And you're like, okay, cool, they know. Then weirdly enough, I, I would connect with the person who who would come in and be like, Bloody, how much is the shower gel? 15 pounds. 15 pounds. Robert. And I'm sitting there like, I know, bro, this is what I'm trying to say. But at the same time, I'm like, but I work here, so. Are you going to buy it or not? Like, <laughs> I wouldn't say I miss those days, but you definitely learn about people like working in retail. Uh, was, there, was there a part of you on some level that was taking from all these experiences to feed into your comedy? Oh, yeah, massively. Mm. Yeah, man. Like, because I'm meeting all these people from different like backgrounds, you know, wealthy people to people just browsing to, to shoplifters sometimes as well. <laughs> Excuse you know? me. Do not judge shoplifters, boy, because I remember serving this one old lady. And she's like, oh, these jeans. Asking so many questions about these jeans. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, cool, red, tear, tear. And then she goes, oh, could you check? There's other sizes. So I've gone to check. The woman's walked out of the shop, innit? So I was like, okay, cool. I've looked. The jeans are not on the rail, innit? So I'm asking everyone in the shop, I was like, didn't you move those jeans? It's like, no, I didn't move them. And I'm like, the woman stole the jeans. I've gone on the camera. You can see where she stole the jeans. Like, but the way she's done it is so, she had a bag. She wants to put the pair of jeans on the bag and just walked out of a pair of jeans. And that for me was just like, raw, like... It's a little bit cool, sorry. Yeah, no, slightly. I was like, boy, I'm not going to be the one that people like running out of the shop to, for a pair of jeans. But, you know, I've had managers be like, just uh, keep an eye on that guy over there. I'm looking at him like, you ain't going to steal nothing. Like, then if he does, just, just let him steal, innit? Like, let's look out for Sylvia over there. Yeah, like, and I think that was a crucial thing, which I definitely learned in retail, just like... Just not judging people, really. Mm. And now you're out mm. here doing big old gigs. 
yeah. of your own. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your Netflix yeah. special, hosting yeah. special events. Can we talk also about the Enemy Awards, which you hosted? Yeah. Don't worry, it's not, nothing oh, bad. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you remember what happens after? <laughs> Whoa, we never spoke we about this, We never spoke about this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I still cackle. I mean, it's actually really problematic. So I think this happens <laughs> a lot of the time in publications where Rah. random black people just get confused with each other. Yeah. I took a picture with Rocky B from Blazing Squad. Marcel, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. he Blazing Squad, really big sort of like pop garage yeah, light yeah, yeah. boy band of like, the just come out from Love Island. Love Island around that time as well. So open up the Metro newspaper, standalone newspaper, and it's Clara and comedian Mo Gilligan credited in a picture, but it's not Mo Gilligan. Yeah. It's it's Marcel from Blazing Squad. That was mad. <laughs> Does that happen to you often? That's the first time it's ever happened. I was laughing in it. I was like, <laughs> rah. But at the same time, I was like, but come on, man. I, I was like, it, it's not like I wasn't there. I was like, I was there as well. So I don't understand how you got that wrong. Like that was just mad. <laughs> I still look at it occasionally and just laugh. Yeah, they did apologise. They sent out an apology because my manager was fuming. Yeah, yeah, besides obviously getting mistaken for people at award ceremonies, like you're doing really well. Now outside oh, thanks, of man. London, yeah. um, how is the reaction to you? Are you finding that you can go to different places and you're like you're connects with people that you never thought you would or is it quite UK and London specific like your fan well, base I always used to think that I've, I think it's just like a London mentality just sometimes to feel like quite closed minded a little bit just be like um, just thinking I will it's mostly just like London and the UK to get my stuff and until I went to I went to New York most probably like two years ago and I was in Brooklyn I was eating and these two girls said oh excuse me um, um, are you are you Mo Gilligan <laughs> I was like what the what I was like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, we watch your stuff. It's so funny. Like, can we get a picture? It's so funny. My girlfriend was like, yeah, yeah, he'll do a picture. Go for it. And I was like, okay, guess I'm doing a picture then. And that was so weird because I didn't have any, I didn't have a Netflix then. I didn't have a TV show. I was just putting out stuff on my socials. Because mm. I always say my, my comedy is very UK centric in it. Like I try to put my identity in my stand up and stuff and where I am, where I'm from and try and tell that to the world a little bit. So when I do go around the world and you do get recognised, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, Right, like you kind of know who I am, and you all you just understand my comedy that I'm trying to produce. Mm. And with Netflix, that blew my mind away. In it, that's most already been the most surreal thing that's ever happened. Like within my career, of like it was great to be on Netflix, but then once it came out and the reach, it was really overwhelming. The first week was like just so overwhelming of like inundated with like messages and oh you gotta come here you gotta come like people messaging me from places like brazil like come to brazil you know you know that's a sign of really making it like in fan culture and pop culture if there's one thing you will always see under anybody's page whether they are a pop star a sports star whatever you will always see come to brazil like it's a thing i never knew that look up come to brazil yeah yeah that means you've made it okay (laughs) yeah well there you go (laughs) well (laughs) <laughs> job my, done. my job here is done Most just walked out the door everybody. <laughs> um, I mean look I've got to talk to you about Drake yeah okay. I mean look I'm, I'm sure you've spoken about it loads 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 and sorry I'm going to ask yeah. you about it again no, no, but it's cool, man. you know can you tell, talk to me about like, maybe the first DM you got from him when you first clocked that hang on a minute he's paying attention to what yeah. I do <laughs> so I think it was the geezer videos I, I remember he he followed me and I remember like rah like Drake's following me. Did you screenshot and send it days. to your WhatsApp group? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight in the WhatsApp, innit? And my friends are like, oh, you made it. Man like you. For me, I was just finding that really cool that he just 
follow my stuff. And then he like randomly comment on some of the videos. And I was like, all right, like, he's really like invested in what I'm doing and stuff. And then when he quoted it on his on his picture and he's like just enjoying his Judy couple of cans with her, I was like, rah, oh my day. I remember I was at a party and then I seen that. Listen, the way I was vibing after that, in it. <laughs> well gone, my brother. You cool, yeah? I'm not too bad, man. Hey, you, you're not seeing this. Rah, Drake, that's mad. You're going clear, bruv. Thank you, bruv. Have a good night. Like, my, my, <laughs> I was, I was just like, I was absolutely buzzing, in it. And then I think I first met him was only maybe last year. Was that, was that wireless? So I think gigs was meant to go and perform. And there's always that thing of like, guys, like, I heard that like Drake's going to be here. And you're like, he's obviously hearing it. They've like locked off this kind of part of the back of wireless. Yeah, because so it's Finsbury Park, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I've gone to the stage to see gigs perform, innit? So I've gone there and he's he's not on yet. Scurries are, he's not on yet. So I've gone back and Scurries are, you can't come back out yet. I was like, why is that? Like, We've got a big celebrity, but... He's coming out, but I've told him to lock it off. But And I was like, oh, come on, man. I just want to go back to the other side. He was like, oh, yeah, Gamo, you're cool, innit? So I've walked off and then he's walked out. Because don't forget, this is that little backstage part, innit? But everyone's fangirling, innit? I'm seeing man them like, oh, what is this, this drink? Like, <laughs> and then I walked out and I, I've seen him. So I was like, oh, okay, cool, that's, that's Drake. And he's looked at me and then he's like, yo, what's up? And I'm like, well, go on, Drake, what's up with you? And he come over to me, innit? Bear security just around him in it, like, and everyone's seen him come up to be in it, and he's like, "Oh, yo, what's going on, Mo? You good?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, everything's cool, everything's cool." And he's like, "Yeah, man, what are you doing tonight, man?" I was like, "I don't know, man." He's like, "We got after party, you should come down, man." I was like, "Yeah, man, I'll check it out." Man. I was like, "How you been?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, cool, man, everything's well." And I was like, oh, "Are you performing tonight?" And he's like, mm, "Yeah, kind of, but I can't really say kind of thing." I was like, oh, sick, man. Well, yeah, like we'll, we'll catch up in it." He's like, "Yeah, definitely, man." And he's walked off, and it's so funny because there's bare people looking at me like, "Ro." Mo and Drake are proper talking like they're friends, you know? Raw. Like, and I'll never forget. Camera phones slightly out. <laughs> yeah. This one guy's come up to me. He's like, he's like, yo, what's going on, Mo? You cool though, yeah? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you trying to go out later, raving and stuff? I was like, yeah, I don't know. Because I could hear, he's heard the conversation in it. I was like, I don't know. He's like, yeah, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's tired, boy. I'm like, I'm like, what, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> like, everyone's just acting mad weird, man. But yeah, he's he's cool, man. Like, it's just like you get someone that like that stature who's like interested in what you do. It's just like, oh, like, like I'm always I'm always pleased when anyone likes my stuff. But I mean, it's like one of the biggest artists in the world. You're like, oh, cheers, man. Thanks, that like, means a lot. And they're just like quite cool and stuff even like at the top boy thing like you was there he was taking pictures with some of the cast and stuff and mm. i know with a lot of the cast that how much that means to them it means a lot to them so it's always like yeah cool man like people appreciate that stuff and did you go you know? to the party uh the after party yeah. yeah 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 i went to it i went to it yeah 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 it was good it was so weird because it took long to like get started right and i had to be up early the next day um let me guess bougie west london moment um it was bougie, but everyone knew each other though. So there's a lot of the cast there from uh, Top Boy there. Um, some oh like... no, I'm, I'm talking about the wireless after party. Oh no, no, I didn't go to that. I didn't right, go to the okay. wireless one. No, no, no. I so think that Drake was... went out of his way to go and talk to you yeah, at yeah, wireless, yeah. invited you to a party and you <laughs> didn't go. No, I didn't go. But he hosted something like two days after. Okay. But I went to that instead and that was sick because he'd done personalised jackets as well. So I thought, okay, what size should I get? So I thought, let me just get like a 
a medium because I don't want it too big. I don't want it too small in it. Listen, this jacket was so small in it. <laughs> so small. I've got it in my, it's in my wardrobe, isn't it? It's like as a little souvenir in it. But yeah, I was fuming. Is it one of those ones that gives you Lego arms? No, it's tight. I can't wear it. Oh. It, it doesn't fit me. For shame. Yeah, I was stressed in it because I was trying to wear this jacket and people were like, Rah, where's that jacket from? Personalised thing still, you know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. Drake Cl- gave it to me still. Close personal friend, Drake. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't get me it. wrong, they, they gave these jackets to everyone there, innit? <laughs> now, Drake, as we know, did the O2 when he was here recently. The O2, let's talk about you and that venue. Mm. How do you feel about it? The O2, you know, I've got really fond memories of the O2 because I've done the Indigo. That was like one of my first big, big shows. Like, not shows, I was on like a roster of other comics when I was a lot younger. The O2, do you know, it's weirdly enough, like, I've been, I've seen some great music events at the O2. I've seen some good comedy, but not great comedy at the O2. So it's always used to be like a mecca of like, I really want to do the O2 and have everyone come out. Like I remember seeing Kevin Hart there. The whole of like London was just there, like when he was there. And my, I went to that show, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And my, my perceptions are starting to change a little bit because the bigger venues I do, they're not as enjoyable. And I say that in a sense of like, it takes long for the laughter to travel. And that's why a lot of comics will say, I like an intimate, tight room because you're getting that reaction straight away rather than this delayed reaction. So I don't you know, I definitely would want to do it just to say I've done the O2, but I don't think I'm in a rush to do it anytime soon. Do you know what I mean? And plus, I kind of want to grow a little bit as well, have, you know, kind of move up in terms of venues. Like we've done some small ones at the beginning of the tour and then went to the Vaudeville and West End and then we done Leicester Square Theatre. So we kind of just moving up of like the the ladder of venues i'll tell you what i would want to do is wembley arena though okay yeah yeah yeah. i know i said the o2 was big but like to be a comic and do wembley arena because kevin hart done um there's a big arena in philadelphia and i seen that and i was like right he it's just big in it sometimes you just do things just to do it so it's like like a burberry tracksuit that's it you just (laughs) just flex on them in it but um yeah i would love to do wembley arena like i remember watching beyonce there and it was so good yeah, don't get me wrong, like, the O2 is, like, a given as such within my career. But if I can be a comic that can sell out Wembley Arena, put the dome on there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got the little ramp everyone's going on. you got your name in a little EE. T- yeah, 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 yeah. What is your favourite venue to perform at at the moment? There's a small comedy club called Up the Creek in Greenwich. It's so warm and just, You like, just can't leave South East London, can you? <laughs> you know, a lot of people keep saying, you got to go out places. And, but I love an intimate room. And that, for me, was one of the first comedy clubs that gave me, like, a, a start. Like, I do a lot of my work in progress now. It's there. There's none of that, like... You know, sometimes you go to some venues and, like, you get there and you're like... There's like a ticket person on the door and it's all a bit too official. And, okay, guys, the show's starting in two minutes. Can everyone, two minutes. It's like, nah, man. I like it a little bit raw around the edges. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, Up the Creek is most probably one of the, my my venue in terms of like, like Dave Chappelle performed Up the Creek, for example. Okay. Yeah, it's got to be there. And what is your favourite venue to be a part of the audience of? Is it is it still Up the Creek or is it different? Oh, to be in the audience. Um... Hands of Apollo is a nice room, you know, to be in the audience and watch stuff from there. It's so wide. I remember watching, I was at the, you hosted it, the, um, the, Black, the Black Panther, Black Panther, Panther premiere. premiere. That was an incredible that night. That was really good, you know. That was amazing. Like, I was like, rah, this is not a joke. This is Actual big Wakanda stuff. In yeah, West yeah. Had DJ and stuff. Yeah, that was good, man. And even sitting there watching it, I was like, they need to do more stuff like this here. Like, 
but that for me is most probably yeah to sit there and watch and i've watched a lot of comedy there as well it's just yeah it's a nice venue to watch stuff man yeah so, to watch yeah. a film there was um was fab it was wicked man yeah i was like what well, it's the first time because they need to do more stuff here in it like in terms of big premieres it's so it was so much better going there and it felt like he was at an actual premiere than just like don't get me wrong they're always great when they're in central london but it just felt like like, right, this is not a joke. This is big. Because they, they called it the European premiere, innit? It sure was, honey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I felt ashamed. I was wearing, like, black jeans and, like, a black hoodie. Meanwhile, um, Storms and John Boyega turned off in, like, full traditional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't think I was doing red carpet that day. So I was trying to, like, just kind of walk through quickly before, you know, you get them, sorry, you're right, we're doing some press. Do you mind taking a picture? <laughs> and you're like, well, I've got these free tickets. It's the least I can do, innit? Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What about the going to the cinema? What is your favourite cinema to go to? Favourite cinema is a mix because Peckham Cinema, £5. Can't beat it, innit? Cheapest in London as well. It is. So you got Peckham Cinema. But I've turned to a little bit of a snob. I do like these everyman cinemas, you know, where you get a little blanket and pillow. Man comes with you. There you go, sir. There's some chips. Okay, great. Yeah, we ordered a milkshake as well. Okay, great. <laughs> like, listen, man. Listen, everyman cinema, as soon as I found out about them, I was like... I'm coming here all the time. Goodbye, peasants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's got to be some of the ever. I, I, I would say I don't know which one, but there's like a few of them which is just like it's just yeah, you know, like I like it so much. You know, trust me, man. How like, to live? Do you still take the tube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I still take the tube. And yeah, how yeah. is that for you? I ask everybody who does this podcast because obviously yeah. everyone who who I'm talking to is a person who is yeah, who is yeah, quite yeah. well known, does a public facing job. Yeah. How is it for you on the tube? It's around the tube, you know, because on the tube, I like being at that bit. You know where the doors are, where you got them little seats. I love that bit. I love them little seats. The solo man. seat. Oh, yeah. wicked man! Love them little seats, man. I tell you what, though, the central line. Oh my they need God. to sort that out, man. Don't even. Don't how, even. How, how, can it, how can it be so hot? My friend said it's a preview to hell. Like, he said, that's how hot it is. <laughs> that's why it's red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what I do like. I do like Victoria Line, you know. I knew you were going to say that. It's just a bit like, because they've updated the trains now, they're a bit wider. Yeah, Bakerloo, I used to like it because of how quick it was, but it's so loud on the Bakerloo. And Rickety. old. Old, yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, that, what were them trains from the 90s? Because they're old <laughs> trains, man. The 1890s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I still take the tube. I don't take the bus no more, though. Is, is that a bit too nah. intense these days? Nah, I ain't took a bus for about a year now, maybe two years. What makes you stop taking the bus? <laughs> is it, was it just getting recognised a lot more? No, nah, I get recognised on the bus, but like, it'd be like, right, man, like, more. Okay, swear down. You know what? My favourite show, yeah. When you've done that, and you can't really, like, on a tube, you can be like, yeah, I'm just going to get off here. <laughs> get off and catch the next one, innit? The bus, you can't go nowhere on the bus. I love the bus, innit? It's, it's part of London culture, innit? But at the same time, it's like, listen, man, when that, that bus is stuck in traffic, there's nothing you can do, you know? Just looking outside, your head's all vibrating on the window, cold, got the condensation dripping, someone's got a tag on there. It's like, yeah, I need to come off this wet, damp bus, you know? So, yeah, for me, the, the bus is not, it's not a vibe, He's man. a tube guy. Yeah. Up yeah. the Victoria line, down the central line. And last question, if you were mayor for a day, what would you do to this glorious city? I'll tell you one thing I'd do. Weekends in Oxford Street, no no cars. You know when they lock it off sometimes for one day in Christmas around that time? Because it is it's that's really good. And then I think what I'd also do on the weekdays, you have walk-in lanes. So you have a slow walk-in lane. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be on your phone on Oxford Street, go in the slow walk-in lane. If you're in a rush like the rest of us and you've got a place to go, Going the fast lane, innit? You know what, Mo? Like, I absolutely co-sign that. Yeah, because listen, when you come out of Oxford Street and people are dawdling about, and you're like, 
move like that i get so stressed oh you know you get these tourists get excited oh, i'm gonna take a picture of primark You're like we take a picture of primark for man <laughs> of all the shops you want to take a picture of primark like move out of the way man got places to go man like <laughs> mayor mo has spoken thank you so very much nah, for no worries man i really enjoyed this chat man this was good man me too yeah, you are yeah. a sweet london son i try man i try i used to be a bad boy back in the day though <laughs> <laughs> he's a sweet boy ladies and gentlemen no thank you so very no much no worries thank you so much all man. love <laughs> Thanks very much for listening to this sissy. Now, do take the recommendations seriously. And if you happen to go to any of the places mentioned, do let me know by posting a picture using the hashtag ThisCityPod and make sure you tell them who sent you and try and get a discount or something. Um, I'm your host, Clara Ampho. And if you are curious as to where else you can hear this podcast, you can get it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and CastBox. And if you like what you heard which I hope you did. Please rate, review and tell your friends. I mean, we do like five stars. We'll accept four, but five is the sweet spot. Um, Thank you again. And this has been a Sony Music fourth floor creative production.